Well, good evening. My name's Jeremiah, and happy Mother's Day. Did you have a good day today? Oh, this is great. Great. Now, I've been saying happy Mother's Day to people all day, and I've been told off many times by people who aren't mothers and going, I'm not a mother. You can't say that to me. But it is Mother's Day, and you can have a happy one. So happy Mother's Day to all of those. See, I hope you got the chance to to catch up with your mum or to message her or to give her a call. I didn't get that opportunity, and it's not because I didn't try. It's because she's out of the country, okay? But I do love my mum, and I love her hugs, and I love her words, and she's my favourite person to follow on social media. She's my biggest champion, She keeps, but she also, she keeps me grounded. I love her heart for people. I love that she cries with people, cries for people laughs with people and laughs at people. She's the biggest prankster in our house. So happy Mother's Day to all those mums out there and to all those who aren't as well. Happy Mother's Day to you. Do you know where you always stand with your mum? I think most of us have this slight inclination of where we stand with mums. Like we always know that mums love us, right? There's this unfailing motherly love that's deep within them, sometimes deeper than others, sometimes not always on the surface and exactly visible, but we always know that mum loves us. But there are times when we're like, "Mm, I'm not so sure. You know those times when she middle names you? You know those, Jeremiah, Malcolm Lawrence, get in here now. And you're like, that's a lot of names to call out in one breath. (laughs) Something's not right. Or when mum just says, come here. Or when mum says, I'm just so disappointed in what you just did. Oh, really? Go outside. Stop yelling at your brother. No, you can't have anything else to eat. Thanks, mum. I love you too. But every time that mum says something to us, whether it's, verbal, whether it's an action, whether it's just sitting quietly, there is a correct response to mum. And if you get it wrong, she'll tell you. You know, if she asks you a question and you answer back and you shouldn't have answered back, you'll hear, don't answer back. But there's always a correct response with mum. And we learn to know how to respond with mum because we spend time with our mums. In fact, we often grow up in the same houses. We often spend time with them and we build this great relationship over many years that we, we form this deep, loving relationship with them so we know what response is required of us. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've just heard a friend of mine who once did it sometime and mum was asking, you know, calling out from another room, Jeremiah, Je- oh, I mean a friend, um, Paul. Uh, Paul, Paul, and he just kept calling out her name again and again and again. And you just like, oh, I can just put it off just a little bit longer just so I can get like 10 more seconds doing what I'm doing, right? <laughs> Why do we think that's like worth it? But anyway, we just kind of ignore, ignore mum, ignore the voice, and then mum walks into the room and it's just, just quietly says, you know, Jeremiah, and you're like, I'm so sorry, I just didn't hear you all those other times. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you're not supposed to say anything. But 
there is a time and a place to respond to our mums and how we respond to mums. So how does that relate to the person of Jesus? How are we to respond to him? Why should we? Mums, we create this loving relationship over many, many years. We spend time together. We learn about one another. In fact, so many of our mum's characteristics we pick up ourselves. But what about Jesus? Who is he? Why does he deserve my response? Why does he require my response? Who even is he? So some say he's just a good man. Others say he was just really kind. Others say he's still dead and he's in the grave. Others say he was just a prophet. Some say he was just really wise. Some say he was just another man. But what if he was God? What if Jesus was who he said he was? What if Jesus is the Son of God, given to earth, to people, to die as a perfect, holy sacrifice, taking your sins and my sins, our mistakes, those things that we don't do that's loving God, and took them all upon himself for us. What if that is Jesus? Does that not require our response? See, he's, if that's who he really is, then he's no longer just an historical figure. No longer someone I can just explain away and ignore. No, not someone that I can just watch a few videos or look up on Wikipedia and read a few articles and learn all about. But if he really is who he says he is, then that certainly requires my response. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus did come. He lived a perfect life, a life that you and I could never live. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we shouldn't do from time to time or some of us time and time again. But he lived a perfect life. And then he died on a cross to, to set us free from those mistakes so that we could come freely to Jesus. We could come freely to God when we say yes to him. When we say, God, I thank you for taking that upon yourself. Then we enter into a relationship with him and as we spend time with him, as we get to know him, we get, begin to take on these characteristics of God. We begin to know him deeper like we would our mums. We spend time with him. We spend time in his word. We come to prayer meetings. We spend time at home in prayer and we get to know this person of Jesus so that when he says come, when he says go, when he says do this, when he says would you pray for these people, would you lift me up, would you worship me, we go God, we're in. We don't try and put it off for a little bit longer or just try and ignore that he's there, but because we've built a relationship with him, knowing what he's done out of relationship with him, out of an understanding that it's his love that motivated him and it's his love that motivates us, we respond to Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God, a very real example of the love of God to all people. See, if he really is the son of God, then it's no longer just about what I can research and find out. 
how I can explain it away, but it becomes a conviction in my heart. It becomes a revelation of who he is. And when we look back to all that he's done, we go, if you do nothing else for me, it's enough and I'll follow you. Now stop and consider that. If Jesus does nothing else for you, it's enough and I'll follow him. If Jesus does nothing else from dying on the cross to take the sins of the world upon himself, it is enough and I'll follow him. That's a hard point to get to, but when you get to know God, when you get to know his love, it is the truth. But so often in his grace and his mercy and his kindness, he does so much more. There's a man in Acts 7. He was a good man. He helped the poor. He gave food to the hungry. He ran a brilliant food pantry. He organized groups to go out and support the less fortunate. But this man also knew Jesus. He did all these great works. He really believed in looking after the poor and caring for those less fortunate. But he also had a revelation of who Jesus was. He didn't just do it because it was this nice idea or because it seemed good at the time or because it's just the right thing to do. He did it because he loved Jesus. But there's some priests who didn't like what he was doing or what he was saying or this revelation he had in his heart. And the high priest asked Stephen in Acts 7, he said, are these charges true? And to this he replied, brothers and fathers, people, listen to me. You can just feel him going, all right, you asked, let me tell you. Let me tell you. He said, your God, God, he appeared to Abraham. That's something he did. He brought Abraham here to where you now live. He gave Abraham a son he gave, who gave birth to Jacob. I'm sorry, he, Abraham gave birth to son Isaac, who gave birth to son Jacob, and the birth of the, who gave birth to the patriarchs of the nation of Israel. God rescued Joseph from his troubles, gave favor to Joseph in Pharaoh's eyes. He gave Joseph unusual wisdom. After 40 years in the desert, God appeared to Moses in a burning bush. God spoke to Moses from said burning bush. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, and they saw many signs and wonders. God drove the enemies out of the nations he was leading Joshua into. King David found favor in God's eyes and built a temple for him. He's going, look, time and time again, God has done enough. Look, let me give you these examples. Unusual wisdom. Bringing you through nations that you just couldn't do on your own. Seeing signs and wonders. Look, God has already done enough, but look, there's still Jesus. And when we look back, we can look back and go look at the cross and go, that is enough for us. But if we look back even further, if we look to our own generations who have come before us, we've got, God, you've done enough. I will follow you because I have seen what you can do. I have seen who you are. I have seen your love displayed in the generations before me. And because I've seen that, if you do nothing else for me, I will follow. 
God, would you just, would you help me with this little thing, maybe this one time? I'm just, this is a really tricky situation I'm finding myself in. I real, I'm really uncomfortable about this. I'm, I really don't like how this situation is playing out. Yep, we all go through that. But still through the hardship, through the pain, we can say, God, you've done enough and I will follow you. I will respond to him. I'm sure most of us won't be called to lay down our physical life like Stephen was. The priest there became so angry, so annoyed at what he was saying, so angry at what he was speaking about and declaring in that revelation of who Jesus was, that they took him away and stoned him. But I think it's incredible what Stephen cries out just as he's about to be stoned. I don't know if I can turn to the right passage. In Acts 7, that's uh, end of Acts 7. He says, While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. Do not hold this sin against them. This love that so overwhelmed him then flowed out of him to the people who were persecuting him because he had already done enough for Stephen and therefore he had done enough for the others as well. It's always a tricky thing to consider to stop and think, who is this person of Jesus and why does he require my response? Well, the person of Jesus loves us all so much that we can't even begin to comprehend what he would do or where he would go to see us know a relationship with him. And in a minute, the band is going to come and sing a worship song over us. as we stop and we think about, Jesus, what have you done in my life? Maybe there's things that we're holding on to. Maybe there's things that we don't quite understand or don't even feel like it's fear. But we look back to the cross and go, Jesus, we're so grateful for what you've done. I'll choose to follow you. I'll choose to place my trust in who you are even if it means pain in the end, even if it means hardship. I'll give my yes to you. I'll invite the band to come up. See, wherever you're at in your discovering of Jesus, what he's done for us requires a response. Let's just not leave what he's done for us sitting, waiting on a shelf, pretending like we didn't hear him. Let's not wait for him to come into the room and let us know again that he is here. But let us listen to the stories. Let us listen to the generations before us, to the faithfulness of God through many generations, through many people's lives, and go, I will follow that God. I will follow 
that Jesus, the one who loves me so much. So I encourage you, wherever you're at, just turn to God and say, God, would you speak to me? God, would you reveal yourself to me? Would you make what you've done on the cross not just available, but real? Something that I can't deny. Jesus, just speak to me. Show me your love. We believe that He that He will. That as you step out and say, God, I'll put my trust in you, that He will turn up, that He will show up love will be poured out onto you.